Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Oh. Hey. What? <laughs> Wait, good evening. Yeah. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International, live from Pembroke Castle, somewhere yeah. in the UK. It could be in Pembroke. You could have done your research, Ron. Yeah. yeah. In Pembroke. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That stands a chance. It's, it sounds like an EVP on the line. I, I hear another voice. Yeah, our, we have our uh, annual visit to Pembrokeshire from um, a friend of the show, um, Andrew Taylor. And so using the opportunity and... Psychic but, medium, Andrew. Psychic medium and reenactor and dresser-upper. Dresser-upper. Uh, fellow... fellow yeah, fa- fa- yeah, famous thespian. dresser-upper. Thespian. Fellow so, thespian. I love it. Yeah. Yes. So... Yeah, I wanted to be a thespian, but you're really? right. Yeah, it's, it's it's legal in Massachusetts. <clears throat> yeah, I uh, yeah, forgive the wool, will she knit me one? So, like last year, we went to Carew Castle and we tried to do uh, use Andrew's skills and talents in a live uh, haunted location. And so this afternoon, I was very busy talking to John uh, up at Pembroke Castle to see if we could get access to the birthplace of King Henry VII, Henry Tudor. Um, oh, wow. The location is said to be haunted. And, this uh, is a... Oh, no. Yeah, so there you go. Very exclusive, Ron. Very yeah. exclusive, yeah. And they've even given us two metal chairs from the restaurant for us to sit on. So we're No not way. Yet yeah, we've got two metal chairs. If you hear creaking, that's what it is. <laughs> Are they haunted? They could be. They could be haunted chairs. I think they're quite modern, though, so I don't know what sort of spirits they'd be attached to them. Well, so, you'd have been, oh, you know, could, they could have been made from a, a, a Jeep from World War II. They could have did, been. Did they have al- al- aluminium Jeeps? Or? Yeah. Did they? Yeah. Jeep is aluminium bodied. Was it? Yeah. That's yeah. something I didn't know. Well, you yeah. learn something new. So I've got to come to Pembroke Castle to learn it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, uh, Wait a minute. Just, just because what? Stephen Parsons says it doesn't make it true, by the way, uh, Andrew. I thought, I, thought, I, I thought you knew enough by now. The same as the Land Rover. Can, Land Rover can somebody check that out for us? And the, then the, get body, back to us? The, the skin of the, the, the Willie's Jeep was uh, aluminium. Oh, sure. we, like, we like to say aluminium. 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 Yeah, because you hmm. miss out. The, you, you don't know how to spell. You miss out letters and things. Yeah. Oh, don't start. <laughs> anyway, we're currently nobody misses more letters than the freaking English. <laughs> we're currently sat um, at the inside because there's not much of a roof, but the, <laughs> the 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 tower, the Henry the Seventh Tower at Pembroke Castle, which is the birthplace of King Henry Tudor. Uh, who I mean, well, the actual, Henry Tudor, like his bed the was actual the room, the room is in there, is behind us um, yeah. with mannequins, and he really? was born. He, yes. was, he was born there, then he went to France and then came back uh, with an invading army, went to the ba- uh, Fort Richard at the Battle of Bosworth and became Henry VII of England, and his son was the famous, of course, Henry VIII. That's all good. 
who right. was the mother of Queen Elizabeth. The mother? Yeah. No, that was Anne Boleyn. <laughs> Shh, yeah. <laughs> they won't know they're Americans. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> by the way, a lot of people don't know that, know, but when when the king, I mean, the queen gives birth, this, she's not, like, alone. It's like... Oh, it's like a party. Yeah. So you want to explain... good. You want to explain that a little bit for us? Just, well, yes, just, I mean... It, it, it was a case of witnessing it. You, what you had, you had your, your various... Uh, uh, it wasn't just... Actually, we can go back before the birth. The conception the, was witnessed. Yes, yeah, definitely, yeah. They had to have people just to make sure it was the king that impregnated the, the queen. Oh, really? Uh, and then, likewise, at the birth, you had to have all the great and the good and the not-so-good there just to witness that uh, it they have, did like, indeed... It was birthed from, from, her, from her loins. Did they have, like, painters painting the... the uh, Action going oh, yeah. on. If, so, if they had had digital photography, they would have done. But I'm, I'm sure there were one or two <coughs> easels set up and the smell of oil paint. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, you know, we're just trying to get the the feel of the place. You know, and so. Yeah. But so, it's, it's, uh, it's currently full of mannequins, and there aren't too many witnesses. I think it's just the nurse and the queen I spotted on the way through. But it's okay. still quite creepy. I mean, it's not quite dark yet, but it's quite it's quite creepy in that room. Yeah, just uh, to set the scene, it's um, it's warm. It's a summer's evening. The sun is still yet to set, but it's overcast. It's a light overcast. So warm in the UK is like sixty-eight, right? Uh, no, I wouldn't even say it's that. It's about mid sixty-four, five. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah mid sixties. Uh, no, next to no wind. It's a. It, there's a light overcast, so we can't mm. actually see the, the 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 sky, just cloud. But it's still we're still before sunset. So we're going to. I think actually sunset is while we're on. Hour, a, yeah, yeah, sunset is while we're on it. It's half an hour or so. I think. Mm-hmm. So we are. We could do something hour. with it. The spooky hour. Yeah. Mm. That sunset in. So I'm going back to the queen because I was, yeah. you know, like she's she's laying in bed, right? She's she's giving birth to the baby, right? There's mm-hmm. like a doctor there, or, or where they have a doctor. No, 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 no. She wasn't the queen. Um, Henry's no? mother was um, the wife of Jasper Jasper Tudor. Jasper Tudor. Um, oh, okay. Henry Henry was only Henry Tudor. Yeah, uh, he was. He wasn't. His uncle was. Um, uh, now you're getting me yeah. confused. He, he wasn't in line with the throne. <laughs> he wasn't Henry, at that point. It was the result of the Battle of Bosworth that made that so. Yeah, Henry, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Henry wasn't in line for the throne, but his family had a claim on the throne yes, uh, yeah. through the Lancastrian line. All right, so, um, so say, say, it, say it was a clean succession so that the, the child, male child being born was going to be king. Mm-hmm. Well, what, 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 we have that in Wales. Let me finish. Let me finish. Uh, so when the baby is born, the child is born, is he automatically king? No, he's prince. Okay, so when does oh, he become firstborn? Oh, he would be. Oh, yeah, well, he's, he's in, 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 in English succession. King, yes. Yep. The, the, the firstborn son of the king, king becomes the heir apparent to yeah. the throne. Oh, so he's a prince. You're right. Okay, I guess. So he's a prince. It's, it's now, called primogeniture. We call we we now refer to Charles, who is the current heir apparent, as the Prince of Wales. Now that is a tradition that started in the twelfth century uh, by King Edward I, who had beaten the Fre- the Welsh, but in order to bring the Welsh into line, he promised them that a the next prince. king of England. And, and Wales, the combined uh, kingdoms, would be born in Wales. Of, it would be a Welsh-born king. So oh. what he did, 
what he did is he he moved his <laughs> he, pregnant he wife, his Eleanor, pregnant wife off, yeah, yeah, <laughs> really? onto a, onto a, onto a coach <laughs> and took her to Carnarfon, which is in North Wales. It's very yeah. mountainous, very chilly. And she gave birth there, and he presented his son Edward the Second as the as prince, the of, prince Wales. of Wales. And that, since then, of course, the Prince the of Black Wales. Prince, and, and that's where it was started. Had to do with so it. isn't well, Carnarfon where... No, no, American. Where, isn't Carnarfon where, where Downton Abbey's is filmed? No, no, no. Downton no. is Highfield, High, yeah. Highclere. But that, Highclere that, yeah. was, that wasn't that Carnarfon's place, though? Yes, yes, you're right. Yeah. It was Lord Carnarvon, Lord Carnarvon. You know, had Highclere, but he's got nothing to do with Carnarvon Castle. Yeah, you, it's, <laughs> oh, it gets okay. very confusing. It does, you, it you, does. You get all these... We had, we, at Blickling, we had uh, the Buckinghams. Oh. Well, it's nowhere near Buckinghamshire, but they, they were the... Yeah. Uh, the Earls of Buckingham. And the Earl of Pembroke has never been here. No, this is a fact. You <laughs> so, have I mean, to how do you learn your, your, your history in school when you're just little lads, when you have because, to all this stuff because, thrown at you? Well, that it, it's all part of our... Um, we just know it. It's genetic. But yeah, it's built we in. Know how, we know oh, the difference between oh, the United Kingdom it's, it's and Great Britain. It's genetic knowledge. Great Britain, oh, United I see, Kingdom. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just know it. You, you, like you know, as, as we're born, we start reciting Shakespeare. Yeah. Oh, okay. We know our place. Mm. I understand now. Yeah. Yeah. All comes. So, anyways, now that we totally muckled up the show, uh, uh, as I get sidetracked. But, anyways, so you are in the tower? No, we're in the courtyard in front of the tower. Okay. I'm, try- I'm trying to show everyone gets we're, their bearings. We're, sit- we're, sit- we're actually sitting immediately, immediately behind it is the yeah. entrance doorway to the Henry VII Tower. Okay. So we're, sort of, we're on the tower balance. Ballad. Now we're getting the feel of the place yeah. again. And There's a gentle breeze. The sun's going down. It's um, we're surrounded by grey Welsh stone mm. and looking out over the mill pond and the moat that surrounds parts of the castle. And nobody yeah. else inside. Is no one there? Well, there's some staff milling about. Yeah, well, and there's, there's no one near. And, and hopefully, the lady in the kitchen will bring us a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. We had one. We're going to push our luck and try for another <clears throat> cup of brown. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, a warm point, point. We'll be we'll be knocking the yeah. window and soon as she'll do us another one. Yeah. Right? A, war, a warm brown and a muffin. Yeah, <laughs> pumpkin is in it, Duncan. By the way, they just came oh, out on Monday. There you go. <laughs> Won't be long. Three Won't weeks. Be long. <laughs> anyway, uh, so okay, so what's the plan for you guys? Well, I thought first of all because the castle itself. I mean, there are numerous stories associated with the castle. One that uh, I'm aware of, and probably the longest. I mean. Like with every British castle, um, since ghost hunting became popular, they, they've grown ghosts. Um, <laughs> was when I first came down here, Pembroke Castle had one, yeah. um, which resided on the opposite side of the castle to where we are now, which was uh, in the chapel. Yeah. Um, however, there are stories that the, the current guide, Howard, has managed to dig out from staff who've worked here for over a number of years that do suggest and indicate that the Henry VII Tower um, may also be getting muddled up with the chapel. Um, really? And have it, so we're not, nobody can be entirely sure whether the sightings were in the chapel tower or in the Henry VII Tower, both of which have the same story attached to them. They're not, they're not a massive distance. I mean, when you say they're opposite, you know, they're, they're not a massive distance apart, but they're, they're mm. far enough apart for it to possibly be a different entity. Mm. It's about 100, 100 yards away from us. On yeah, the yeah. Sort of so off, off to our left as we look. So is that why we're there today, to try to determine if 
how many years well, yeah, we, we'll see what we can do you know if, if we get into the tower for henry the seventh and we get an activity I, di- I remember one of the last um events that i actually held in wales when i had my own group we we investigated the castle it's not the group we got banned from yes we, we got banned i reckon we'd left tripwires lying around which we Oops. had i've Oops. got a disabled <laughs> member of my crew who was on two crutches and we got accused of laying tripwires for ghosts Oh, I'm dear. trying to work that one even now, but I think it was kites that people have been flying. Lucky it wasn't a, a grahat wire, one of those. Well, uh, this is it, but, but we, we, we actually had quite a lot of activity in the next tower along the wall from the Henry VII Tower, and mm. we got quite a lot of acoustic stuff. We, we were sat up on the stone window sort of seats, and the, the wooden floor's there. It's a modern wooden floor in the position of the original, and we were getting a lot of banging from underneath to requests and the room underneath was completely shuttered off. So, you know, and that was, it was answering us for about 40, 45 minutes at one point, and it was very, very intelligible. Maybe we'll try that today if we have we, time. We could try a bit of that, yeah. I mean, that I, might be interesting. That's about I, halfway between the two. Okay, I, I actually have another question for you. Uh, now, it's it, a real cat or a ghost cat over there. It could be that. a ghost. <laughs> it's there's ginger. A, it's there's a ginger Tom. tom there's, yeah, there's a ginger tomcat stalking a mouse. invaded us. On the yeah, parallel. Really. Yeah. Yeah. That could be. He's yeah. probably a, a full time. He's settling down. He's, he's quite happy yeah, where we are. For the night. <laughs> must be a ratter. Yeah, it must be. There so, anyway, the question I have dice. for you guys is do castles have graveyards or, or cemeteries or, or, or are they just always outside the castle? Uh, in the case, some have chapels inside that have burials. For example, uh, the Tower of London famously has St. Peter Advinculus, uh, which is the chapel church inside the, um, the tower, which is it, it, the Tower of London is a, is a, a castle. Mm-hmm. Um, there are others that do have small family plots inside the perimeter walls. But because of disease and because of the water systems, um, the wells were and were inside the, the, the main sort of fortified body of the castle. Then yeah, burials yeah. were never taking place that close to I, the to the water. To I think that's that's supply. part of the misconception. Run when, when threw over the walls castle, at the end. Yeah, of yeah. yeah I think yeah, when people see a castle, they they think of the lords and the ladies. They don't realise it was more of a, a military structure, and and it served that purpose. That was its primary thing. It, it was to it, it was to put power down, as a lot of the castles were in Wales, uh, especially mm-hmm. we've said Carnarvon Castle. This was to put you stamp in Wales. This was to stop the Welsh uprisings, and you were, it, was, it was a statement of power. So you put a company of soldiers in. It was very rare that the the aristocracy were in, in residence, and you wouldn't want to risk poisoning that by putting burials where you've got water stored and other things. Mm-hmm. So you'd take them out of the castle and bury them. Okay. That makes sense. And, yeah. you know, I also heard that, like, if you were a nobility and or even a, a member of the church a high member of the church and you built uh, a, yourself a castle uh and if it, you made it too good the the uh king would take it off you because uh you couldn't do that well it didn't happen very often it certainly happened to cardinal wolsey yeah. in the case of hampton court which wasn't a castle it was his country his country house um but that was it. Got took off him because he had got above himself. Mm. Um, there were one or two other instances where um, somebody had their property removed. But often, a lord would be disenfranchised for being traitorous or rebelling against the king. In which case, he would lose all of his lands and rights and titles and properties, and then the king would dispose of them, sell them, or pass them to more favoured. 
courtiers and supporters. Um, so it wasn't a case of you. You it wasn't did, jealous. You did actually God. have to have a license from the king to castellate. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, sorry, to, uh, to castle, crenolate. crenolate your crenolate, building. Yeah. So if you wanted to convert your your building into um, a castle or a defensive structure, you had to have, have a license from the king to say that was um, permissible to do so. Because obviously. He had to be able to. It's a bit like today. You, you know, if you want to, if you want to encrypt the data on your computer, you've got to let the, the mm. FBI have got to have the key, or the TSA have got to have the key to your luggage. Mm. The king had to be able to know that he could put you down if you were going to rebel against him. And after the English Civil War, of course, uh, Cromwell and Parliament, famously including the slighted. castle we're in tonight now, yeah. uh, slighted the castle and yeah. blew it up with gunpowder or cannon shot and to Kerry, render where it. Where I was again yesterday, suffered a massive fight. The South Wall completely. Was undermined and you know, to, to render it inoperable yeah. as a as a fortification. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. So, uh, Andrew, as you sit there out in front of the the tower, are you picking up in or anything? It's a big fat slug on the ground. and a ginger he's, cat. He's, he's actually he's just taking my attention away to look at a slug, but never mind. <laughs> no, we. Um, as, as Steve said, there are one or two staff still about, and it, it can be difficult at times because you're sort of catching them in the sort of your peripheral vision, and, and they're sort of pushing brooms around and carrying bin bags out of the bins and getting rid of refuse, and and you sort of do a double take, and then you think, no, they're in modern dress. But there's there's a lot of activity in any castle. Um, it's like a machine that you know, and and you're picking up on the levels of that over the whole of the time it was occupied. So you've got people from all sorts of periods when you open up enough bumping into each other. It's like watching dodgem cars, only they tend to go through each other. The ones from different routes. So it, it can be quite fun to try to decide whether someone's real or not. But that that's what I'm getting at the moment. It, there's just a hive of activity. There are cartloads of stuff being brought in, um, supplies. There are faggots of wood, barrels sacks, all of that, that are the smells, you know, that, that come with that. And, and you get all of that when you're sat here. You know, the smell of the horses, incredible. You know, it, it, you'd really think they were in Can here we today. Can go back to say that again? The, sm- the smell of the horses. What's interesting is, and Andrew doesn't know this, is that Howard, who is the historian, um, the tour guide, chief tour guide, has been doing some um, interesting sort of research of his own into the stories, and he's come up with... Um, a, a common thread that runs through... Um, this idea uh, through the through the reports from members of the public, from members of the staff who aren't aware of one another, uh, very very powerful scent of horses um, and animal smell, uh, really? in, in very close to where we are actually, um, oh. which that's, I hadn't told Andrew about. I didn't know that one, but that's um, what I'm getting. So. And, you know, and uh, Andrew hasn't been down for a year, and so he hasn't been on one of Howard's tours, which aren't on YouTube, so you couldn't have known that. It's not something... I, I come down and I refresh myself. I went to Keru with my partner and her children yesterday. No, I haven't touched Pembroke, I'm afraid. No, I haven't been to Pembroke at all. You said we were coming to tonight. And to be honest, I thought, well, I'm going to get a freebie. I'm not going to pay my way in today. But, no, it's... Um, as I say, it's the, it's the, it's this commotion. It's it's cartloads of stuff. It's like the, the M1 of its day, you know. They're, they're one after the other. The wagon's coming through the archway. I don't know if they're laying in for a siege, but... If they're laying for a, the gate wouldn't be open. They're obviously stockpiling stores for some reason. I mean, I don't know whether the dates are significant in the castle's history for that, but maybe that's something you could look at. Well, they did just have two big pop concerts in the summer. 
Yeah, it could be bringing in more. No, you know what I mean. Back, <laughs> back in time, back back in the the day, back in the day, as they say. I, I watch what's well, the name what as sort well, of period American pickers. They always say back sort, in the day. What sort of time frame are you? Um, this is pre Tudor, from the look of because um, I do actually. I'm quite an expert on the armour. Uh, yeah, this is this is pre Tudor. There's not a lot of plate. We've got a lot of mail. Um, there are helmets. Um, there are leather gaiters around the guy's legs, the, the soldiers that are walking with them. I would put this probably at best 12th, 13th century. So you're looking, what, 11-something? 11, because 11 you know the Americans, they always change it, don't they? Well, that's the first century after the castle was fully constructed. Well, they're obviously bringing in the supplies to store the castle up against sea. Actually, it reminds me, uh, the very first investigation Andrew and I ever went on, a media investigation um, for our local radio station, and that was at one of the, the Victorian gun, tower. gun towers yeah, yeah. Uh, down on Pembroke Dock, and Andrew came up with the name of the building. William Marshall. Which, William Marshall. <laughs> at which point I did a stop and double take. But did you really say but that? But it was a sergeant of William Marshall. <laughs> because this castle was built by oh, the William, Earl Marshall. William Marshall. He yeah. was the Earl Marshal of England, the mm -hmm. literally the right-hand man of the king, yeah. uh, the king's enforcer. Mm -hmm. uh, this, tower, this castle has got a unique keep. It's a giant cylinder with a dome on top and was one of the strongest, largest keeps in Britain after the Tower of London. Um, and it's still you know, pretty intact now. 14-foot-thick uh, walls at the base. Mm. Is, that, is that a typical design, or, or is that... No, that's it's not. It's a very it's, unusual design. It's a very un when you look at a lot of the Welsh castles, um, you're seeing the... I don't know, that everybody gets a, a bucket and makes a sandcastle. I mean, there seems to be these square ones today with the four turrets. And I think most people tend to think of that. But this one, it, it's sort of an overgrown cylinder. It, it's not even sort of tapered like the old sandcastles were. It's, it's very, very tall for what the base dimension is. It's almost like you could put a, a rocket in there. After the break, we're going to go inside the tower, but just just mainly for our American uh, listeners, um, a castle is actually a layered structure because mm. Pembroke is a, is a very, very good uh, example and a very well-preserved one because the castle walls actually, first of all, are they're about a mile and a half around surrounding the town. The town of Pembroke is inside, obviously, to protect the town. Mm -hmm. uh, then you have the castle's outer defence perimeter walls, which are the classic castle walls that people sort of recognise. Mm -hmm. um, then inside that you have the keep. Now the keep is where the the lord would be if he it's was in residence. Refuge, it is really. the final refuge of the family. Uh, mm -hmm. and is the most heavily defended portion right in the centre and is, is often um, multi-layer protected in its own right by additional walls and additional moats and barriers and drawbridges. Separate and, staircases, um, sally ports, the lot. So. so a castle isn't just a single structure, it's actually a multi-layered structure uh, and often, as in the case of Pembroke, Carnarvon and many of the others, it incorporates the town. The town walls are actually the castle's outer defence ring. Hmm. So the, did they actually defend the town walls? Oh, the, yeah. The, pe the people of the town were the ones that essentially protected that. If there was going to be a big uh, 
think had a garrison. There, there would have been a garrison that would have been sent to the walls, but the people of the town themselves would have also manned the walls. Mm-hmm. And when that failed, uh, whatever was left of the garrison would withdraw to the, the outer yeah, valley of the castle. Deep. Think Helm's Deep. Yeah, and then basically they'd fight on from there. And then they, if that fell, then they'd back off from there. But they'd also got tunnels that they could go out through the sally port and sally out behind the enemy and attack them from the rear. Hmm. So you've got a rear guard action <laughs> against your attackers. And then, as, as they've said, that the, the, the keep is where you, you, you kept. So that's what it was for. It kept you safe. That was the intention. It, it was the panic room of its day. Right. It was right. a nuclear bunker. Yeah. A medieval nuclear bunker hmm. above ground. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, hopefully I'll get over to see a couple of these little babies. So, here, so. so the Henry the Seventh Tower, where we're going to go mm-hmm. into uh, in a few minutes' time, uh, we're just outside, is one of the towers on the outer ring wall of the castle. Um, it overlooks the main street, so we may get traffic noise. So we're getting a little bit now. So what you've got is the main gateway, which is a protected, massive structure in its own mm-hmm. right to one side of us. Then, then we've got the tower we're in, which is one of the outer defence towers, but mm-hmm. inside that tower there are rooms where people lived, including uh, members of the family, because they only withdrew to the keep in times of crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, and inside the castle um, courtyard, there were also wooden buildings, there was a great hall, there was kitchens, the there were stables, there was workshops, there was everything needed to sustain life for the garrison and the family. So it was like a mini miniature palace. Um, the family lived in, obviously, the best bits, the, the, the warmest, comfortable bits, which in the 14th century was uh, the, the wall towers, where we are now. Um, and it were in one of the towers with the biggest fireplace to keep the keep the, the mother and baby warm. Uh, Henry VII, Henry Tudor, was born. Um, so as soon as we've gone through the ad break, while we're going through that, we'll wander inside. Okay. Yeah, it sounds intriguing and... and- uh, was there a keep in Primbrook Castle? Was a there keep? what, sorry? A keep? Yeah, uh, we're looking at the keep. The keep is about 70-something feet high, 14 that's, feet that's thick at the base. Yeah. It, uh, it is a massive structure. You can just Google Pembroke yeah, Google Castle. Pembroke Castle. Okay. And, and, we'll see if we... the break and, and you can sort of navigate where we are from that. We're, we're sort of opposite it on the outer curtain walls. Where the main entrance is today is mm-hmm. where the main entrance was back then. And we're, we're about, was it one, two towers along the wall? The next that? tower. The next tower the next along the next tower. Yes, that's right. That's the Barbican. Yes. So, yes, the next tower along the main curtain wall. So and after the break, the... you'll be going into the, the Henry? We'll the... be going into that tower, yes. Yeah, we've, got, and... we've got a privileged permission to that tower for starters, so. And so, hopefully, you'll be able to pick up something. Uh... <laughs> what the hell is that? Cat. <laughs> yeah, not quite. It's the young Henry. Yes, it could be, yeah. Oh, was that a hit? Oh, that was a terrible baby, Steve. I'm sorry. <laughs> I told you you should download and the same yeah, earlier. But we, we, it, we yeah. would normally have uploaded some pictures of the castle, um, but we didn't have time today. We were trying to arrange this. It was sort of fairly last minute. Well, it would have helped if I'd had my phone on, really. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, anyways, I, during a holiday, the break, so. I will I will take a, a uh, see if I can upload that link. So it's Pembroke mm-hmm. Castle. That's the Pembroke site. Pembroke Castle, so. yeah. Okay. There's there's no so, national trust or anything. It's 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 a private thing. So. Oh, it is. 
Yes, it's oh. not. It doesn't belong to the National Trust. It's 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 a trust that runs it, but it's a private okay. trust. So, anyways, there's the music. So we're going to take our break. So you're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, International. Steve Parson and Ron Kolick, and our special guest Andrew Taylor. We'll be right back after the following messages. Hey, listen, high atop of Nuns Hill in Groveland stands the Chapel of the Little Missionary Sisters of Charity in Vesey Memorial Park. This serene scene will be the location for one of the most extraordinary events ever to be held. For three days and two nights, these sacred grounds will host the realm of Dan Brown's best-selling novels, Angels and Demons, and The Da Vinci Code. As part of the event, like in the novels, you'll become a symbolologist and follow a set of clues on your own quest to find a missing relic. And there's so much more. Costume dining with the dead, a conclave, a Da Vinci ghost hunt, red light seance, workshops and presentations, a papal death mask, a replica of the Shroud of Turin, and speakers like Keith Johnson from Ghost Hunters, Steve Parsons from the UK, psychic artist Nancy Smith, and Ron Kolick from Ghost Chronicles, and many others. Go to NewEnglandGhostProject.com, that's N-E-GhostProject.com, or CirclesOfWisdom.com for more information and to purchase tickets, or call 978-455-6678. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. All in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place an oasis in this hectic world. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. And we're back, uh, hopefully live. I heard you counting. (laughs) (laughs) Because you told me it was 20 seconds. (laughs) Because normally we have the heartbeats that bring us back in, but we haven't got them anymore, so I'm reliant on counting to 20. Yeah, we're so much dramatic now with that theme for Van Helsing. 
three, <laughs> four, five. Yeah. All right. So, anyway, I'll count my head next time. So, yeah, we're inside. Watch your head. Henry, the, yeah. Watch your head. In, inside the stone tower, in, inside the very room where King Henry Seventh of England, um, Wales, and everywhere else was born. The world. Yeah. Yeah, the world. Yeah. And America. Yeah. Gave birth to America. Yeah. Yeah. That was... Yeah. Undoubtedly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm going to pass the, the microphone. I'm covered in wires and cables. I'm like a sort of one-man broadcasting station. Um, so, I'm going to try and pass the microphone over to Andrew. Um, we'll, um, we'll, see what we, we'll see what happens next. Actually, we're facing a skeleton hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> what, what is it about? Is it a, a real skeleton? Hung up a real skeleton? Yeah. yeah, I don't know what it's his room. It's, it's like a mobile for the young prince, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> was that, that was a... Uh, what this, is a what happen- this is what happens if an you don't win of things to come. Yeah. If you don't win at Bosworth, this is what's going to yeah. happen. I think it's something they've got on some event they're running. Okay. It's plastic. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the shit. Right. I hope it's plastic. Anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, instantly, I mean, it, it, it's quite disconcerting. I know that one or two people don't like mannequins, and, and I happen to be one of them. It's like dolls and clowns and what? and skeletons hanging from ceilings. You know, they, they, and we've got very, very lifelike figures. We've not got an audience. I think they've tried to play it down. They've tried to sort of tone it down for modern taste. We've got the nurse. We've got another maid to the other side of the bed, and we've got the queen apparently in the bed, and she's not legs akimbo, as you might imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, the nurse is handing her the baby, so that, that's what four figures uh, in the room, and a skeleton. Um, but um, it's I not thought it was, might have been, I thought it might have been animated, you know? I don't know. If anybody presses a button and it moves, I'm going to be out of here quick. Look, you know, the, fall down. You press, just button, wires. press the button and the queen has the baby, you know, that I, I thought... <laughs> it shoots out. <laughs> yeah, actually, I look like a proper ghost hunter because I've got a belt pack on with batteries, cables, lights, uh, camera, microphone, Vacuum flask. Vacuum flask. Gin oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So, anyways, uh, you are there. Uh, there is no animatics, animatics, and whatever the hell it is. Animatronics. Yeah, that too. And uh, <laughs> so, are you picking up anything? Not yet. Um, uh-huh. I've got a headache. Yeah. I don't know. What working working with Steve, I understand that. It, it, it could well be. I think it, it's it's not that far off. I mean, it, it's a little bit of a we had we dawdled about actually on the way up more than, than sort of frog marched up here because it's it's only a couple of floors up. It's not like it's in the top of the tower. It wasn't a penthouse suite. Um, but then, uh, you know, this this thing of the royals being born, and yes, they had to have it witnessed. It would have been done even at that time. But they've they've played it down for modern taste. The scene that the tableau that they're displaying here, no um, and there's no blood, and there's no gore. And um, to be honest, it's it's quite a domestic sized room. It's it's probably the size. I don't know. It's probably what twenty foot by fifteen foot. So it's quite intimate. The fireplace is huge, circular as well. Yeah. It's, it, well, it's a wedge of a pie. So, yes, I mean, if you could unravel that a bit, it's probably about 15 by 20 at, at best. But um, what I am aware of, I'm aware of the, 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 the things in the room. I'm aware of the heat in the room. The heat, it's furnace hot. 
Um, I mean, it's it's not particularly warm at the moment. We discussed the temperature probably down below sixty in here. It's, I should imagine fifty and lower. But it, it actually feels, and I'm sweating, I'm starting to sweat now, and I think that's as a result, you know, we, we've got this fire being built, because this is what they did, you know, before confinement, the Queen would have been ensconced, and she would have been taken away from, you know, the normal... And roasted. <laughs> and, and basically roasted, yeah, no, that sounds bad. I'm just thinking yeah. of other kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there, wasn't, there wasn't, yeah, you know what I mean, it's nothing like that. But no, she would have been kept, you know, very warm, very cosseted, they would have closed the window shutters to stop any miasmas from entering the room, Room and, and sort of affecting her or the baby. And it's it's not the healthiest place I'd want to be. And I'm feeling that at the moment. So I'm, I'm getting more empathy with the actual the scene. And that could be... Do you mind not knocking that? <laughs> it's not the spirit. Yeah, OK. Well, I know there's an archway just there. I'm sorry, I ducked down a bit. But no, it's not the healthiest place. And I don't <coughs> think I would have wanted to be here when it was actually happening. The conditions... I mean, I, the first time I ever got stabbed as a medium was in Pembroke. I stood in the doorway and I was watching a group and somebody stuck a, a small dagger through my ribs in the back. And, and oh. you know, I was told then, you know, well, you stood in the doorway. What do you expect? So if you're going to stand round in castles on ghost hunts, put your back against the wall that's solid, not whether there was, there was a door or there is a door. Because if you're in the way, someone pokes you with things. So that's what I learned. But, yeah, I'm getting very much this hot, sweaty, uh, fetid, fetid smell. Um, I mean, what are you smelling? You smelling anything? I'm no, I'm just perfectly watching the equipment and watching the bats. Okay, well, is it bats I can smell? Because this is is... there are now bats flying around just outside in the adjacent. Oh, there's none in the room, that's okay. They're in the area. I mean, we've we've got no lights on, and with with it going into twilight, I mean, the sun has set. Yeah, the sun has set now, looking just about read large print book, but uh, no, it's it's pretty dull, but it's it's very, very unhealthy, and I'm feeling that. I'm not sensing the baby crying, so Steve's not going to do his pathetic rendition again. So Thank God. We'll, we'll see how we get on. We'll, we'll just we'll just soak it up. We've actually brought the chairs up. I brought those up. He brought everything else. I'm going to I'm going to sit down in it before I fall down. Mm-hmm. It's, it, have I got the good one? Yeah. Oh, hang on. Yes, I have. Right, that's better. I can start focusing now and clear my head. Uh, there's a tendency. I don't know if you've noticed with mediums. If they start opening up, they tend to go a bit wobbly. And Steve being bundled up with Kit, he's not going to catch me. No, and I can't sit down either, because if he did, I'd sit down on a belt pack. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Now, if I said I could hear a baby crying, everyone's going to say fake, aren't they? I definitely can't hear it. There's a lot of commotion. Is it human commotion? That, or it's the wind. Your... Yeah. That wind's just picked up. That wind picked... Did you hear that wind rush through? Yeah, no, we did not. That's right. No, the, we got birds. <laughs> the yeah, bird the wind, on the, the window. Wind, the, wind, the, the wind's just picked up. Yeah, the wind. It's been really still up. calm, and then it's just gusted. And it just gusted through. I think it's coming through the wall. Where the, we... trees, the trees and the leaves aren't moving, but there was a gust of wind that just went through. But yeah, and we are we are fairly exposed. It, mm-hmm. it does come a lot with the walls. There are corridors in the walls, run, and they sort of feed into each side of the tower. And it, it, it's its its own sort of microclimate, so you get a bit of that running around. And, and sometimes it can give you the impression of, you know, you hear the sound and you, you relate it to human activity. But I felt somebody was rushing towards the room, and it was obviously just the wind. Um, I'll try and open up a bit more. You you might, well, you won't hear me. I'll let Steve talk now. And I'll well, one of the things we were hoping to try tonight uh, was we were going to bring a ghost box. But from experience, I've tried using one here at... Um, a couple of years ago, and the walls are uh, literally so thick 
that we get no signal at all. Um, the ghost mm-hmm. boxes just don't function, so we didn't bother bringing it. Uh, Plus, it was a di- ghost deck. <clears throat> yeah. Plus, it was well, it wouldn't have worked anyway. Um, plus, it was additional stuff, and I am literally because I've got a handheld antenna that's pointing at the local cell phone mast, which is somewhere over on the horizon, trying to keep a signal for us. Uh, I, I see they do ghost tours there too, uh, seven pounds. <clears throat> that's right. The um, Howard does a series of ghost walks uh, as the Ghost Finder General. Or I think you got that from Richard. Probably stole um, it off Richard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Richard never came up with anything of his own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, just um, kidding, Richard. Just kidding. <clears throat> why, why? I'm getting. I'm, this isn't to do with this. I've just been given the name Richard and then Declare. Well, the Declares weren't here. The what? The Declares weren't at Pembroke. But I'm getting Declare and I'm being told Richard. I, mean, I know you've mentioned Richard, so that's coming into my head as well, but I'm getting Declare. What was, what was Richard's wife's name, Steve? Sorry? What's Richard Felix's wife's name? Julia. Okay, thank you. This is Declare. Declare. Well, the Declare family, I mean, you've got the sink. You, you, well, they could have visited. I know there's a connection I don't with know Ireland. There's a connect, definite connection with oh, Ireland. Oh, God, yeah. Not half. I mean, half, yeah. half, half, half of the southeast of Ireland was populated by the Declare. The, the, actually, they would have been Declare. This, this is possibly... <coughs> it's the, Weren't they the builders of Roach? Roach Castle, which is near... Is that a guy? Like five miles a guy, guy something or... No, I think it was the declares. Okay, because I think this is where we're looking at the troops outside. I think this is the connection. See, Pembroke was was a, a key setting off point for. Um, it was the port, wasn't it? For you know any any sort of transactions, military or otherwise, to the Irish Republic. Uh, in fact, when I was over in the summer and we did the show from County Wexford. Um, mm-hmm. The vast majority of fortifications, including the Hook Lighthouse, the 800-year-old lighthouse, was built by the Earl of Pembroke. And, in fact, the lighthouse there is almost a replica of the keep here at Pembroke Castle. Um, really? And most of, the, most of the fortifications in Ireland are, were built by or are linked to uh, families from Pembrokeshire. Uh, With a particular strongboat. Strongbow, yeah. I'm getting there as well. So, so you would have um, who would very have been, strong. He, he was actually the the, the, the Leinster King of Leinster. I'm being told. Leinster, Leinster is it? Leinster, Leinster. I'm, I'm, it sounds like Leinster. Leinster. What, what are that? What, what what accent would the people talk with at that point? Irish? It sounds like Leinster. I don't know. He might have been from Birmingham. I'm just wondering. I mean, I mean, how did they pronounce things? You know, well, we, we, we know. always assume that we know yeah. that what. But well, I yeah. think top of lines. Maybe it's some punter. Yeah, Lowinster. But this, well, line, yeah, it, it could, it could no, it wouldn't have been. I don't, it doesn't sound Irish. He doesn't sound Irish. Well, the it language of court Welsh. would have been French. Oh, could be. Yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't sound. He, but you know, he, he doesn't sound Welsh. He doesn't sound Irish. The, the one that said Leinster, hmm. and he, he said King of Leinster. He's, 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 he's elaborating on who we've got here. So, who was the King of Leinster? I, I don't know. Was he a declare? Um, could have been. Yes. More likely a roach. And you, yeah, some, somebody will have to check whether he was roaching or Leinster or whatever, but he was a king of Leinster, whoever he... And, and this is what they're, they're preparing. Are they taking men out to him? This He's telling me they're taking an army out to him. He's not there. He's not here. Well, under Henry II, there were several um, troop, large-scale army manu- um, movements to Ireland from Pembroke. 
Okay. And then again under Cromwell. So no, this is this is early. This is early. And well, that would be under Henry II then. So this is a lot earlier than we are. I mean, this this is part of the problem you, you get wrong when, when people. Have well, got you said building. before about the. First, I'm, I'm not. In, sorry, yeah, yeah, you said yeah. about the first hundred years after the. You gave a date which was yeah, within yeah. the range of the castle. Yeah, yeah. And within that range that first mm. century because the castle was in its most it lay derelict for the yeah, middle yeah. middle part of its life um span before the english civil war but um in that first period it was it was the main setting off point for the irish for those armies, armies, like, for yeah, armies going over to ireland but this is what i'm saying when you get this layered history within the castle um you've got a tableau set out in front of you and, and you've got what you can see more well, vaguely now apart, apart from the skeleton chap who is actually rubber because i've just felt his poor well it's his, his foot yeah yeah, he's rubber, but the other figures there, they're dressed very high shooter. I mean, they're quality things. They're not tacky. They're not all polyester. It actually looks like real brocade, and it feels very good, because I've just had a quick feel being into dressing up That wind's got up again. Yeah, another gust of wind rushing round us. Um, I actually and, heard that uh, one. You'd heard, yeah, uh, and we've got birds. I think the birds are just roosting. They've obviously got nests around the tower, possibly house. Probably in a skeleton. It could well. Be, you, you take a minute and just detune. Okay. Um, and see see if you can. Um, because one of the problems I'm, I, I imagine, um, and I'm, I'm I'm talking now, sort of leaving Andrew out, out of the conversation, so we can hopefully sort of focus in what he needs to do. Yeah. Is that this castle was built, you know, on a site that was, it's been here a thousand years, um, and you have this continual activity. Uh, for a thousand years, um, there's been military campaigns, there's been civil uprisings, there's been periods of dereliction and neglect. There have been the modern um, uses of the castle. There's been reenactments and tournaments and modern pop concerts. You Whoa, know, hang on. We'll just call out the yeomanry. The yeomanry. Call out the yeomanry. Now, what? I, I don't know. I've just had that shouted along that, that corridor there. So that's over to our right. What's a yeomanry? Yeomanry. Call out the yeomanry. The guards. The garrison. No, okay. I mean, when were they referred to as that? I know. I, I mean, I know for a fact, Ron, and I won't deny it. I do know that the Pembrokeshire Yeomanry were based at the castle, but Steve would probably know better their history and when that came into being. Because am I tapping into another period, or is there's so many confusion with all these periods? This is the headache. It's sifting the information and trying to. Realistically, that would that could most likely uh, refer to the English Civil War period. The yeoman, oh, because it's, it's, because the castle was never attacked. When did you last see your father? Well, the castle this, was this, never attacked. Him, wasn't it, it? it wasn't. A, it wasn't like one of Edward the First castles. No, which no, were, which the Welsh resented and yeah, tried yeah. to get rid of. This castle really only came under siege and yeah, and, yeah. and and, and um, warfare went during the English Civil War. Well, I've been. I've just heard call so out that the would be the, the mid seventeenth century. So we're, we're getting stuff at the moment. It would still be the yeomanry, by the way. Would it have still been, when did the yeomanry, when were the yeomanry known as the yeomanry? I mean... Well, from Tudor period onwards. Oh, right. So, so we could be any point from that period up to the Civil War then. Well, the only time the castle would be in the situation of needing its guard would be during the Civil War. OK, because that's what I would call out the because yeomanry. Because prior to that, it, it was... And it's trying to... It's, I think this is where the head's suffering with the head out again. It, it's, it's establishing on what period and what level the things are linking the room's gone quite cool now by the way i'm not getting the conditions as i say it, it really is at odds when you're looking at these figures and then you're getting stuff that you it just doesn't gel with it and and almost as a medium there is a temptation to 
and, and not play with the truth, but almost make it fit. You know, we try within our minds to sort of, oh, it's, it's, you know, is it everybody does real? that. Yeah, yeah, you don't well, have to yeah, be a meeting. Everyone does that. It's, it's, it's this business of pareidolia, isn't it? We, we don't like yeah. chaos, you know. And I think as a medium, we get a lot of chaos, and we, especially when we're in a multi-period structure such as this, and we try and make sense of it. And, and sometimes it, it gets rather silly when you've got you know, <coughs> Second World War soldiers and, you, and you're putting them in there with 13th century knights in armour, and you do. We do do that. We're, I've seen that happen. We, we're trying to get the two to gel, and we know it doesn't. So, Andrew... It, as what you're picking up now sounds almost like a psychometry where you're reading energy of the yeah, castle versus I don't think I'm a medium where, where you're actually speaking to the dead. I, th- I don't think I'm, what I'm getting is residual. I'm getting right. residual from these levels, uh, the empathy with the, the birth scene and the temperature mm-hmm. and the, right. the stuff. So you're picking the up room. the energy. I'm picking up the energy. Um, the stuff down in the courtyard, the, 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 the wagons and wagons just rolling in, the smell of the horses, all of this is just, it's the stone type thing. And mm. even this call out the yeomanry, it's obviously from a later period, I'd say, than where we're at now. I mentioned Second World War. I, I'm not getting anything from that yet. And if something drops in, that's gonna, that will blow me away. I just I just need an ARP warden to come in now on Firewatch with his stirrup pump and bucket. But I, you know, if that happens, then you'll call me a liar. But it won't. But it's it's trying to it's trying to get this knowledge, and it, it's doing what a computer does so you know quickly. And, and I'm just trying to sort sort it all out into levels and, and play it together, because everything's going off at once. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these levels are are playing with each other and it's it's sifting and, and putting them together it's like three jigsaws in a box and i've got a picture of either oh wow so uh, you know I'm, and i'm trying to put them together in one, of the, one of the i mean you know me i'm renowned for being cynical um no. you, were talking, you were talking before about the the change of atmosphere and the sun has gone down in the last sort of 15 minutes and the sky is still there's still an afterglow in the sky, um, through, you know, peering through the sort of thin cloud. But you do, you know, even my cynical self, you do get that sort of changing your outlook, the change in the way that you respond to the environment that you're in around twilight. That sort of change from night to day, uh, day to night. Um, the world becomes a different place after dark uh and we know you know i know where we are i can mm. see what's around us and you can't help you know responding it's reacting to it emotionally yeah. Yeah. you know as a human being it's like the dead hour isn't it you know during the course it's the of the time night. of day i love the most everybody says you know was it three o'clock in the morning and the time of day i love the but most this is time dawn and i dust. think it's just as critical yeah dawn I'm, I'm usually up for it now i must must be an age thing ron it's it's obviously getting up for that one in the night and then you sort of turn around and an hour later you get up anyway but yeah i'm up very early and i do like dawn and, and this dusk thing now as I say, you know, you, 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 you've given me a headache now, definitely a headache trying to sort of sort out where we're at. But I've got all of these levels playing with me, and I'm almost looking forward to the point, you know, when I can walk out down the stairs here and sort of flush my system mm-hmm. because it's getting pretty intense, and I'm getting noises from all the levels, all those three levels. Now. Should we, when we've got what, I, I can't see a, a clock timer at the moment, but it looks well, like we've, uh, got about, we've got about five or six minutes. Yeah, about that, yep. Well, what I was going to do is, um, I don't know how this is going to play out in the podcast, but if we actually did nothing for, like, a minute, 
Yeah, we could try a minute or two. And just see, you know... The environment. Do you want to call out to them to see if there's any... Yeah, I can do that, I can do that, yeah, because we did that before in the next... We can't have dead air, that's the only problem. Well, okay, we, we won't have dead air, but we'll we'll call out and we'll we'll yeah, listen we'll, for a response. Um, okay. Okay. If, All if, right, give if, it a shot. Give it a shot. If there's any spirits there that are in any of these these time periods in this in this ancient building that can give us some, did you feel that one? <laughs> I just I heard it. Heard it. And I've got I've got wind rush across my hand. <laughs> it's not trying to hold my hand. I thought it was you for a minute. <laughs> I shall tell Kai. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. Um, yeah, do, if you'd like to give us a sign, preferably not holding my hand, um, if you can make a sound, that will all show a light, because as it's getting dark now, uh, if we can see a light, then we know that you're there. So give us light, please. Provided it's not blue, because there's that many blue LEDs shining off me. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but blue. Can you, give, can you show us a light? Can you strike a light for us? Can you bring us a candle? Sound would be better. It's radio. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I keep thinking one too. Yeah. Or, or you could make What's one of those uh, mannequins. Did move. you hear that? No. We we had a metallic clang. It's not the chairs. We, we're in these, these sort of same alloy chairs, and yes, they creak, but it was a definite ring. It, the car's on the ring road at the back of the castle there as well, so there was a definite ring like it was heavy metal banging over to the, your left, Steve. Nothing there. It's just a stone wall. There was a just like a bang, like, like a dong, you know, as a, a bell. That'd be the nearest thing I could say to, but very muffled bell. Mm. The church nearby. That's why I'm listening. But then again, I mean, if call we, out again. Then. Can you can you do that again? Can you make that same sound? Can you make the sound of the metal, please? I've got plane flying over. <laughs> I'll be picking that up next. Can you can you bang those metal things together again? No. Can't have dead air. No, we can't have dead air. Sorry, sorry. I, you know, I mean, it's it's so difficult. If you're dead people, uh, now pay attention. We're yeah. on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> we need to play ball. Yeah. So we can't have anything visual. You've got to make noise, big noise, because uh, we're going out to the colonies. <laughs> can you make one of the mannequins Ooh. talk? Hang on, what's that? You all right? Just someone touched the back of my neck. <laughs> spider problem. Yes, a spider. <laughs> we get spiders dropping off ceilings and things. So I don't know what that was. Someone seemed to go down the back of my shirt then. Yeah. You should have said I'd have put a tie on. Yeah, I, sh I shouldn't wear an open neck shirt in castles. Oh, yes, definitely something tickling my back. Um, I don't think it's a spider. It's like something's touching me. Um, you know, that's that's my, what was that? That metallic sound again. That metallic sound again to the Steve's left. There's nothing there. It's a stone wall. There's a stone wall and what two foot between you and that. As I say, the, the chairs will there. creak. Yeah, well, well, you, you're having a hard job to make that yeah. creak. But we're both rocking in our chairs now, and, and they're sort of alloy yeah, creaky nothing, things. But nothing. but there was a definite sound of some metallic being struck to your left, um, and we just was keep listening and, and trying. And was it in the same yes, room? Yes, it's right next to Steve. It says it's next to me, but I it's mean, next to the Steve, belt pack I'm wearing is, is mostly plastic and leather, so and nylon and bits yeah. And so pieces. there's nothing on there that's going to clang. I thought you were into bondage when I saw you yeah. walking with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> new new hobby, I thought. Yeah, I got the idea from Zach Bacon's. Yeah, is that is that why you're wearing that sort of uh, body warmer affair yeah, and yeah, tattoo yeah. and? Uh, oh right, that, you've not had a six packs tattooed on yet, though. No, no, you've not no. had that shaded in. Or... No, okay, it's a lost cause. <laughs> 
I've, I've already got one, of yeah, course. Yeah, Shall we try one more time? Yeah, can you make that sound that you made for us the last time, please? Can you bang the metal things together? Can we get anything quickly, please? Just before we go, just let people know that you're here with us. Anything at all, if you can make a sound. Is that oh, was that, do you hear that sound? <laughs> it sounds like the pizza. <laughs> right, listen, dead people, you have about 60 seconds. Yes. Can you please show us something? Can you make the sound with the metal things as you did before? Please, for our audience, can we just have one more sound from you? And then we will leave you in peace. We mean you nothing but respect. No, we got nothing. No, nothing What's at all. That? What are you doing, Ron? <laughs> oh, and again, we, did, did you get anything, Ron? I, I heard that one. We got okay. a bang next to next to Steve. Was, yeah, I heard that. Absolutely Ron, heard it. There's there's nothing here. There is nothing there. There's, there's. I am sitting. I am sitting in an in an aluminum chair. But it's not moving. It's no, it sounded, it sounded like like a uh, some, a pipe striking another pipe. Yeah, yes, yes, like yeah, 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 very much. But steel. now, I mean, there 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 is no hidden pipe work in the walls because we're dealing with. That was me getting up out the chair. Yeah. There is different sound. There is, um, you know, a seven foot thick stone wall. I'm just I'm just gonna have a look to the other side. Well, no, anyways, there's, there's nothing hidden in the walls. We actually have to leave because uh, okay. we're just about done on it. Uh, Andrew Taylor, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, how could they do that? Well, uh, he's a medium. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll know. I'll know. You'll if, know. If they're on Facebook, Ron, they can connect with me because I'm a or friend dead. of yours. Yeah, I'm a friend of yours. I'm a friend of Steve. Okay. So great. if, they, if they, ch they check out either of you, they can connect with me through Facebook. Yeah, just look with some one. fancy dress guy and you'll see yeah. it. Or yeah. if that's the one, yeah. plenty of fancy dress. I'm a pirate in about two weeks' time, Ron. Oh, there you go. So no, anyway, one week Saturday. I'm Steve, uh, you'll be over here in about three weeks, right? That's correct. Three I'm, weeks. I'm three. still waiting for the invite. Yeah, you're yeah. not going. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, check out the website and see where Steve will be. Inigosproject.com. Letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. Guys, thank you so much for uh, doing this. There's the tunes, and we got to say goodbye. So from Ghost Chronicles International... Good night and God bless. Good night, good night, God bless. Night. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law. Have you heard?